Peace, love, and light. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, gotta give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Travis Scott, Impossible, off his rodeo album. I don't know, man. Travis got to be in that conversation, the top 10 artists of the 2010s. He's up there with the Coles and the Kendricks and the Wale's and the Meeks. His album sold. His concerts is, you know, off the Richter. <laughs> That's an old phrase, but yeah. Um, Travis Scott has to be put in consideration for a top 10. And there's other artists that have maybe a hit single, you know, but... As far as longevity and consistency, excuse me, we got to give Travis Scott some conversation, I mean, some consideration. Um, I would say he probably lands in my top six for real. I probably put Cole, Kendrick, Travis. I would throw Wale in there. And then I got to throw Wiz Khalifa in there. As far as just top five, no particular order. As far as artists that I choose to listen to. And if you want to have a conversation about music, him underscore not underscore them on the IG. I love talking music. But other than that, we are in good spirits. How's the family doing? Excuse my raspiness. You know, some weeks you work harder than others. <laughs> and I felt as though I had to be not necessarily a disciplinarian, but an individual that just was force-feeding the guidance. <laughs> Regardless if you didn't want to hear it or not, you was going to hear me this week. <laughs> you understand? And that's how I was giving it up. But it was... It's worth, the, it's worth the growing pains, you know, because down the line you're going to see the difference and you're going to see the change. And that's what I'm in it for. But other than that, how's the family doing? Hopefully we had a successful however many days it's been since the last time we spoke. Um, I really hope we took time to evaluate and elevate, you hear me? And also took a time to heal, took a, took a mental break, took a time to smile, you feel what I'm saying? Like, let's not only... Look at the dull moments. Let's look at the wins, the small victories. You understand? And here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Let's recognize the positive aspects in life. We're often shown something other than what it's supposed to be. And we believe it sometimes and other times we don't. Other times we stand firm. So let's continue to stand firm. To start tonight's conversation, I guess I want to start with today's answer. A segment I'm trying to work on is called Today's Answer, where the question that was posed can change after today, you know, because to how the question is asked or how the question is posed, it 
it's positioned to have a multitude of answers. So we're just going to focus on today's answer. And the question that was posed was, is it harder to create good habits or is it easier to break bad habits? You understand? So basically, the question is posed, is it easier for an individual to create new habits, you know, good habits at that? Or is it easier for an individual to break bad habits? And I just want to take a moment to read what certain individuals' responses were on IG. And if you want to get in contact with me, him underscore not underscore them on the IG. One individual responded with saying, Focus on creating good habits and the bad ones will start to fade. Another individual said, shit, both of them is hard. <laughs> Another individual simply just said creating or create, whereas it is easier to create good habits. Another individual stated, that's a damn good one. I'd say the same thing, that they're both equally hard. That's why most of us struggle with change. And the last individual stated, individual stated, easier to break because the effort is in stopping and refraining. Creating requires action. And I felt as though those were all great responses. And to mobilize the conversation, to move the conversation forward, I just took some snapshots of, it, of quotes off the Internet. And one of them stated, we first make our habits, then our habits make us. And I felt that was a response to the first individual's response because we often we often only equate the bad habits in our lives. Oh, we might drink too much. We might smoke too much. We might gossip too much. You understand? That's a negative trait, but we tend to focus on that more than what we're actually good at or what we're capable of doing. That's why creating good habits is important. Because if I create a handful of good habits, that means my thoughts and my movements moving forward are going to be in a certain direction. But if I tailor my thoughts and actions to only my bad habits, <clears throat> excuse me, to my bad habits, then we will see how that course is ran and what happens throughout that. So for me as an individual, if I was to answer my own question, is it easier to create good habits or to break old ones? I feel as though it's easier to create good habits. If if I feel as though that I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing as an individual at this state with today's answer, I feel as though that I can create good habits because I realized what the bad ones were doing to me <laughs> and the actions and the consequences that was coming from that. There wasn't a lot of reward coming from my bad habits, so I have to start creating new ones <laughs> or better ones. Let's not even use the word good. Let's just use better. If, if we're not going to do good shit, at least do better. Because ideally, that steps in the right direction. And I'm not talking about half steps, you feel me, and, and bullshit steps. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about actual effort. Actual, you know, I want to say movable progress. Because we can make progress in small areas. But the type, of pro the type of progress that I'm referring to is the progress that we can use to get to one step. And then also change it, rearrange it. And package it different so we can use it to make another step. That's why I feel as though that it's easier to create good habits. Now, let me play devil's advocate, even though I'm not advocating. 
I can see why people say it's easier to break uh, easier to break bad habits. Just stop doing it. <laughs> if I feel as though this relationship not a relationship as far as intimacy, if this work relationship ain't working, if this situational ship ain't working, if this family ship ain't working, and I see the habits in the individuals that I don't necessarily identify with, I'm just going to leave that where it is. It's easy to break bad habits. If I feel as though that being around this individual caused me to act a certain kind of way, I realize that it's not necessarily my character traits, but it's some character traits that I'm adapting from another individual. I can just simply separate myself from that. Some will say that's easier said than done. So, excuse me, so is everything in life, right? Anything that we do when we pose these types of questions is one's always going to be easier than the other. But which one aren't we giving the attention that it needs to? Sometimes we lean too heavy on our good. Sometimes we lean too heavy on our bad. But at, the, at some point, we have to find some sense of balance. And that balance comes from, in my opinion, creating good habits. <laughs> Finding ways to position ourselves where we're not making the same decision or left to make the same decision. We've changed our surroundings, so now our options have changed. That means our choices and our decisions can change. You see me? So that is why I pose these types of questions because I want us to start as a community, as a family, as a collective to start utilizing all of thought, not just what's in front of us, what we choose to hold on to, what we hold near and dear to. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes, that's what we've, I don't want to say program, that we was, we was brought up in. The good, bad, or the ugly. That's what we were brought up in. But now we are at a crossroads with that. Some of it has to stay. Some of it has to go. A lot of it needs to stay, needs to stay, and a lot of it needs to go. And it's only up to the individual to decide which one stays and which one goes. But here at 30 Talk, we're going to focus on the solutions. And we need to analyze our bad habits and start creating new good habits. On the other side of this break... We're going to shift gears with the conversation a little bit. tell you Travis Scott sweet office birds in the trap sing McKnight it's like five six seven eight nine songs on this jump gotta have that conversation we're gonna have to have that conversation as we move forward in this conversation I just want the family to remember like it's okay you know what I'm saying it is okay the world is changing we're embarking on a new decade literally and I'm saying that now because I didn't even recognize that 
in 2010, like when the year 2010, I was still in college running around, <laughs> literally. Graduated in 13, been teaching the last seven years. So it's like, where has it gone? Where have I been? And I could remember the highs, the lows, and the in-betweens. And that is the blueprint for the next 10. Write down, this is uh, here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Now that we're in the position to move into a new decade, let's outline this shit. <laughs> let's take responsibility of our own and stop relying to, we shouldn't have to react all the time. You get what I'm saying? Like, why are we always reactive? Why aren't we preparing? So then that way we can be prepared. Like, for whatever comes, we don't have to just to react to every leap and bound that is in front of us. We've prepared for those leaps and bounds. So even if it seems more difficult than it is, we've prepared for it. We're still relying on muscle memory. We have to utilize the skills that we have and mold them, shape them, repackage them to utilize it moving forward. Because we can't, I always equated to sports, excuse me for rambling, but we're going to get into the conversation in a second. I always equated to sports. The coordinated game plans for the game. All right, we have to be the coordinator for our lives. If we're playing a sport, we can't go into every game with the same strategy, with the same plays. People catch on, they'll make adjustments to our strengths. That means we have to make adjustments to those adjustments. But somehow or another, we find ourselves stuck in this space where we have to, I'm not where we have to, where we feel as though we have to keep utilizing the same skills. We have more than one skill. We are multifaceted. We are well-versed. You understand? We have to allow ourselves the opportunity to use more than one skill. And that comes with trust in self, knowledge of self, and everything else falls into place. So here at 30 Talk, that's what we're, those are the types of conversations that we're going to have, especially as we embark on 2020. Whew, had to get that off. <laughs> it was just on my heart, man. I had to let you know how I'm feeling, good people. But yes, also one more quick highlight, or not a highlight, yes, uh, something I want people to, you know, keep their ears open to is season two of 30 Talk. We are going to start opening the platform for individuals to come talk their shit. You feel me? I've already got a few um, guests in mind. And you're going to hear more than one voice soon. Not on every installment, but on frequent installments. And then that way we can really start having this conversation where individuals can come in and hear not just my point of view, even though I know it's a great point of view. <laughs> but nonetheless, sometimes you might want to hear someone that challenges my way of thinking, and that's cool. That's how we build. Steel, sharp, and steel. Check that installment out. Actually, check out all the installments, especially the ones of 2019. And look at the titles of those installments and see how the conversation has grown and how... Some parts of the conversation needs redefining or more mention or, you know, just a quick uh, scale back. And there's nothing wrong with that. So the notes that I'm scaling back to tonight is from A Great and Mighty Walk. A Great and Mighty Walk is a documentary or, yeah, I would call it a documentary that has one of our elders, one of our ancestors, John Henry Clark, Henrik Clark, and, um... This was produced by Wesley Snipes. And at the time when people always say that Wesley Snipes had tax problems, 
Well, he might have had tax problems because he put his money towards one of these documentaries that I'm going to be playing for my children when they get older. Because this is like the introduction to what we're experiencing now. For the individuals that listen to 30 Talk and have children, it is okay to tell your children the truth when it's six and seven, at six and seven years old. Because we shouldn't wait till they're 16 and 17 when they're already stuck in their ways to try to guide them to the truth. We have to introduce them to the truth a little bit earlier. Jay-Z said it in his rhymes. It took me 28 years to find my craft. I'm trying to cut your time in half. You feel me? So for the, for the individuals who have youth and children in their lives, expose them to the truth. Stop putting them onto the trap early. You feel me? Stop putting them onto the twerk early. You feel me? Put them onto this real shit early so that they can see and maneuver through the bullshit as they move and not when they already got the blinders over their eyes as so many of us have done in our lifetime. But The Great and Mighty Walk was produced by Wesley Snipes and they was just, you know, letting us know how it is, how it was and what it's going to be like if we don't open our eyes to the truth. And I got some notes down. Of course, we're going to go over those. And we're just going to have a conversation about A Great and Mighty Walk today. These are all quotes from John Henry Clark as well. None of these are my original words. I just read the quotes and we're going to take it from there. History tells a people a place where they can go. Excuse me. History tells a people a place where they were and can show places where they need to be. In a sense, it's like when we think about the history that is introduced to us, is it a promising history? Or is it a history of constant demise? And I don't want to go down a history chain, history train just yet. I just want the family to kind of think about that. We have a Harriet Tubman movie, Harriet Tubman movie coming out. You feel what I'm saying? So let's think about that. Am I saying that the ancestor Harriet Tubman shouldn't be on the silver screen? I'm not saying that. I just hope they're not. <laughs> Character assassinating one of our latest and greatest because I don't I don't see how it can be any different from 12 Years a Slave from the Nat Turner movie where they're not showing her doing exactly what she's in, his, in the history books of doing rather than minimizing her light is what I'm trying to say. I don't want them to minimize my ancestors light. And if they do that, that's just another way for them to try to take control of our history or take control of our narrative. You understand? That's why documentaries like A Great and Mighty Walk is important because this is a great depiction of our history. This depiction of our history can show people a place where, where they were and can show them places where they can be. Not just what the opposition wanted to look like. Are we scared of our history because of what we might discover? I feel as though that is a great question. Are we scared of our history because of what we might discover? Some people say they're scared of the truth. The truth is more frightening than a lie. At least you're telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> but then I, can't ex then I won't know what to expect. If somebody's constantly lying to you, or if we are constantly being lied to, and I'm just not talking from a history standpoint, let's bring it to our personal lives for a second. If we're constantly being lied to, what can we expect? Lies. <laughs> Goes back, piggybacks onto, it's going to come full circle, family, roll with me. 
piggybacks to our conversation of creating good habits or breaking bad habits. If somebody is prone to lie, what should we expect? A lie. We need to change that. <laughs> we, we, should, we should expect the unexpected. That's how we grow. That's how we move forward with the conversation. That's how we mobilize with the people. If we already know what to expect in a negative light, we need to change that. Expecting the unexpected shouldn't be a bad thing if we prepare it. If we're not reactionary, you get what I'm saying? If we're always in a if we're always in a constant state of reacting, we don't want the unexpected. We like staying in that bullshit. We like staying in that lane where we're comfortable because shit, at least I know what to expect. We gotta change that in a negative light and put that same energy into a good habit. <laughs> this is what John Henry Clark, one of our ancestors, was telling us. We shouldn't be scared of the unknown because we might like what's on the other side. The grass just might be greener or the grass just might be what we need it to be. <laughs> Not just the grass itself, but what's coming from that soil, what's coming from that ground. We've been behind locked doors for so long. It's just like, fuck it. I don't even want, I don't even want to know what's on the other side of that door. You understand? And that's unfortunate. And for us as individuals, we have to change the image of ourselves. We wouldn't be scared to look on the other side of that door if we took control of our image, if we took control of our narrative. We shouldn't fight the white man to change the image of us. We should fight to change the image of ourselves. Fight to change the image of ourselves. If we don't like what we see in the mirror, we should try to do something. No, we shouldn't try. We should attempt to do something about it. A lot of people be trying, but we don't make full attempts, right? Here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. Let's stop trying and let's start making attempts. Just think on that for a second. We have to change the image of ourselves. That way, we're not going to be scared to face what's on the other side of that door because we are assured of ourselves. We're strong within ourselves. Excuse the dog. Damn. And that's just, that is just a, excuse me, that is just a quick feel of what I want the family to think about. And on the other side of this break, we're going to finish this conversation. You 
got that tatter, but yo, crack it on your cat, you be right back, your mama ever I had to let all that rock. I guess this is a Travis Scott appreciation installment. This is off his Before the Rodeo, Drugs. Man, listen, this is my favorite Travis Scott song. I promise you. That's probably why I had to let half that song play because I couldn't let y'all just get a snippet of that. I had to really show y'all why he is in consideration of being in that top 10 of the 2010s, man. And I don't think too many people will argue with that. It's just where he lands. I would say he got to land at least six, if not five. And I'm just going to leave that there because <laughs> I was about to have a whole debate with myself. We got to finish our conversation. But I hope the family enjoyed this installment. Like I said, good people, we are just here to mobilize the people. Mobilize the information. Keep us moving in a positive direction. Recognizing our bad habits, creating good habits. Recognizing how history is important. And we have to find some lane that can help us utilize this information moving forward. And that's just what I feel is important. And I don't want to hammer that down too much. I want to make it lighthearted. I want to give you guys information. I want to give you guys resources. I want to be able to produce a springboard. Now, if I produce the springboard, I can't use it for you. You understand? You got to use this springboard to propel you in whatever positive direction you have in store or what the great divine has in store for you. With that being said, it's some wild shit going on. <laughs> I had to end this installment with a free rant because this shit is bananas. I want to revisit a conversation that we had. The difference between what's normal versus what's natural. <laughs> and people, you know, I ruffled a little feathers with that natural order installment. Check it out. I guess that was probably my first um, installment where I kind of ruffled more feathers and a lot more back and forth conversation was having was being had rather than a collective conversation, which is great. Either way, still shopping still. But this time I feel as though I'm going to respond from a non-emotional standpoint and just present certain situations and then we have to decipher what's normal versus what's natural. So the first situation I want to talk about is the always female product that women use when they're, you know what I'm saying, going through their time, has taken the woman's symbol off their packaging. You know, that's cool. Whatever you want to do as a company. But why they took it down is more disturbing to me. And I'm going to give my personal opinion, then we can just have a conversation from there. Him underscore not underscore them on the IG. Individuals who qualify themselves or think of themselves as transgender women felt as though that was a disgrace to them. And I was like, what? <laughs> Outside of what you identify yourself as, what do you need it for? You know, why are you using it? I'm pretty sure the Always Company don't give a damn if you're buying it up. But I'm just thinking in my head, what are you using it for to feel so offended that they have the woman symbol on that? Transgender women do not have uteruses. Transgender women do not have ovaries. They might take certain supplements to give them breasts, but that is the only quote-unquote female part of the body that they have. They can't lactate from that. So 
yes, transgender women is normal in today's society, but is it natural? So let's just take another look at that conversation from another perspective. The transgender feel as, trans, transgender women feel as though that some of them feel as though that they're more female than women who are born female. <laughs> and then when I saw that conversation, damn dog, shut the flip up. When I saw that conversation, that was the conversation I felt as though we could have here at 30 Talk. What you choose to identify as is nothing against, has nothing to do with me. I could care less what you do, what you do with yourself. As long as you're not hurting anybody or harming anybody, do you. But when you start looking at yourself more than the actual genders that are born with all of the parts and not just the parts that you can build on or fucking um, take supplements to grow, you see what I'm saying? Then there's an issue. Then now you're creating wars against the natural woman. The normalized woman is different from the natural woman. Because the natural woman doesn't have any types of surgeries. You know what I'm saying? Even with natural women who got the butt implants and the titty implants and the lipos and the this and the that. They're not necessarily natural anymore. You know, they move, they move more into the normalized category. But for those individuals who are not born with it genetically, have to get it from an outside source, argue with women who are born with it. I'm like, what is the world coming to? <laughs> I can't believe this is actually a conversation, conversation worth having. What's going on here? I'm so confused. It's, it's baffling. So that's why I feel as though I brought this to the platform. And like I said, I don't care. I'm, excuse my phone. I'm, whatever you choose to identify yourself as, that's your prerogative. All I'm saying is once you start arguing with with females who were actually born with all the parts on why a female sanitary product has to take the woman's sign off of it because it's offensive to transgender women. What? And maybe I'm out of the loop. Maybe I'm missing something. That's fine. But if I'm just thinking of, of the conversation, conversation of normal versus natural, that's an easy, that's an easy clean cut. You feel what I'm saying? That's cool if you choose the one to wear to feel more feminine as a woman. By all means, do you. But why do you have to do that for the sake of the women who actually need to use it? Why do you have to bash the women that actually needs to use it? Like, excuse me, what's going on here? <laughs> so I feel as though that was just a conversation worth bringing up to the family. And then the last one is with your man Tank. Oh, man, I don't even know if I want to sing. Baby, I deserve. You feel what I'm saying? I don't know if I can sing that anymore, bro. Say, nah, y'all do, do all Kelly, man. We got to put these homoerotic R&B singers to the question or to the table. So your man was on Angela Yee's uh, lip service, John. They was, you know, they talk about wild shit on that, John. And the convo, I don't know, you know what the clip, I can't say you know what the clip is going on. There is a clip going around of Tank saying that, you know, a man who does oral fixations on another man once or twice doesn't make him gay. And that men do not have the same window of opportunity or the same leeway window when it comes to vicarious X, Y, and Z. Um, the reason why I felt as though that is a weird conversation to have because it's kind of a, it's kind of, it's weird. It's, it's weird. And I'm just going to state my claim and we're going to leave it there. 
The first thing I'm going to say is that regardless of any gender, if this, if a male and a male does something sexual that is a homosexual activity, if a female and a female does something sexual that is a homosexual activity, period, regardless if you did it once or you did it thrice, those activities with the same gender are homosexual because when a man and a woman comes together, that is a heterosexual. All right, so that's just from a science and a word perspective. Regardless of how many times you do that shit, my boy, that shit is still gay. <laughs> Period. So regardless if you wanted to try it, if you didn't, or if you was forced, if you was forced, that's a wholly, totally different kind of conversation. We're not even going to go down the forced road and the traumatic road. I'm talking about an individual with a sound mind making a sound decision for themselves. That's the conversation that I'm having. Not the ones that people are forced in these types of lifestyles because of some fucked up shit. Excuse my French. Talk about individuals who willingly do this on their own accord. Right? Those are homosexual activities. So individuals can't get mad because they say, oh, you gay when you performed a gay act. Oh, I'm not gay. I just did it once. It's still gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's okay if you did, but don't. I'm not going to say don't try to justify it. Don't try to minimize it. And then don't try to normalize it is what I'm trying to say. Don't make people feel because, oh, oh, you know, I just tried it. Okay, that's what you wanted to do. Period. I'm trying to figure out why these dogs is arguing. <laughs> but I just, it was just, those conversations was just crazy. Wild conversations. I guess the dogs are trying to have a conversation with us. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure people are having these conversations right now. Hopefully, um, excuse me, y'all. I'm trying to figure out why my man was just barking so loud for shut the fuck up. <laughs> Messing up the feng shui in this jump. I ain't want to ruffle too many feathers. You feel me? I just really wanted to see. I just wanted to check the temperature. <laughs> I want to see how people feel on these topics. And I, like I said, I'm just here for for an opinion, obviously. But I'm just here for people to just really just look at this natural versus normal conversation. Look what they're trying to normalize. Like my man, for real. I love for real. But that whole spread about new masculinity. What are you doing with that? Why does it have to be the new masculinity? What's wrong with the one that's already in place? Why can't it just be something in its own? Why we have to shun light on the natural masculinity to push, to push some new shit on the shelf? You get what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? It, it, it's like, it's baffling to me to really have to fight to be normal or, or to be natural. <laughs> why, why? We can't be natural no more. You can't have the natural. You can't have your natural nose. You can't have your natural skin. You can't have your natural hair. But the minute you put some fake shit on it, now it's popping. Like, what? Where they do that at? And that's just the conversation that we had. I mean, we, we are having. And that we should continue to have to make sure that we're not getting lost in this shit, man. Shit crazy. Super crazy. To close this out, I hope everybody has a beautiful, marvelous, spectacular, you know what I'm saying? All that good shit. I want you guys to make sure that you do what's best for you. And make sure that it's propelling you, mobilizing you, and not stagnating you. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, 
There's nothing wrong with being natural. Seems like the life I need is a little distant, yeah Like the remedy, 